Welcome everybody to another episode of the Mind Power Podcast. I'm your host, Angel Clemente. And here on this episode, we are finally introducing our last member that we need introduced. Last, but most certainly not least, with me, I have the Samantha Brits. Samantha, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. And where are you calling us from? Um, I'm calling from Laramie, Wyoming, actually. Um, sad to not be in Miami right now, uh-huh. but yeah, all the way back up in Wyoming. <laughs> wow. Now we have we have everybody all over the place. So um, I think you're the last corner of the piece. We got Maria down in Arizona. We got us down here in Miami, and then we got you all the way up there in Wyoming. Now we just need someone over in like New York or something. So <laughs> yeah, well then we'll have all all the corners. Of yep, the, we'll have everything covered. Us. Well, uh, Sam, I appreciate you hopping on this call with us today. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, do you want to get us kind of get the ball rolling and just tell us, uh, you know, a little bit about yourself? Um, you know, what you're doing right now, what your role is with Mind Power. Yeah. So um, right now, I'm actually um, a med student at the University of Washington School of Medicine. Um, and I guess my involvement in mind power has kind of been since its inception. Um, I remember sitting in the library in undergrad designing the logo and, you know, trying to imagine what, <laughs> what mind power would be. And I think it's kind of, you know, it's definitely evolved and definitely grown and we all, we've all grown. Um, so it's been a really awesome thing to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but my role, I guess, since the beginning has kind of really just been odd jobs. Um, I do, you know, whatever really just needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Um, more of the logistics, I guess you could say, but, um, you know, with my passion for overall health and wellness, um, it is my future goal to kind of develop, um, the, the wellness program of mind power, Um, I'm not exactly sure what that's going to look like yet. I'm still kind of trying to navigate med school, but, you know, I think Mm -hmm. that's something that we can all look forward to in the future. (laughs) Right. I mean, one one step at a time, um, you gotta, you gotta get, get the, get the big stuff out of the way first. You gotta help yourself before you help others. I mean, it's basically the the bottom line. So, um, I mean, what, so what, what kind of inspired you to want to take like the career you're pursuing? Cause I know you're getting, um, you're getting your MD right now. Yeah. And that, that kind of ties into, you know, what your, what your involvement is and at at least is going to be bigger towards once uh, mind power develops even more, um, which is like you said, like health and wellness. Um, so kind of talk to me about like the background that you have that kind of inspired you to want to go into that direction. Yeah. So, um, I'm from Wyoming. Um, most people have no idea where that is on the map, (laughs) um, but, you know, growing up in such a rural area, um, and seeing the, the medical system for what it is here in rural America, and I'm sure you've had similar experiences in Indiana, um, but, you know, having to drive an hour to get to adequate healthcare is really just like not feasible for, Mm -hmm. Um, especially, you know, for the elderly who, you know, may or may not be able to drive or, you know, for those who might need more specialized care and have to drive to, you know, three hours to more, um, 
urban areas to find that care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that really just kind of started my my passion for for medicine and in seeking um, ways to provide adequate health care to those um, who you know lack that care. Um, and that I think more so over the last few years has developed into a passion for preventative preventative health and and health maintenance. Um, and even more so, I, I think yeah, I'm really personally passionate about um, diet and nutrition. And I think, you know, if there's if if there's a way that I can incorporate um, a concept of more lifestyle medicine for patients in underserved areas, then um, you know we have a better overall health outcome for those those patients. Right, and so basically just having the the health and wellness um that that kind of is more um like on the physical side for the most yeah. part yeah um i mean obviously i'm going to say like do all of your preventative me- medicine like get your health checks um you know go see your doctor yeah um you know all of the preventative things um but I do think that there is a side of medicine that is lacking at the moment. And that is really emphasizing, you know, eating well Mm -hmm. and taking care of your body, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally and really like nourishing yourself from all aspects of life. Yeah. It's interesting because I know like you with mind power where we really focus on mental health, but, I know, you know, coming from you and I know being as close as I, as I am to Chandler and he's a huge advocate for this as well, um, is, you know, you can't, you can't really be in a good mental, like mental state of health if you're not entirely in a good physical state of wealth either. And it kind of, they kind of tie into each other, um, at the same time. And exactly. It, it all is, you know, you can't, it's like a balance, yeah. um, you you can't be lacking in one area and feel really 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 great in all the other areas it just doesn't work like that so you know finding that balance is what's was really important and i think at least for me i'm still still trying to find that balance with school Mm -hmm. um a little more challenging than i thought it would be but you know i i personally think that as a physician i have to lead by example so if I'm not taking care of myself, I guess as a future physician, I'm not a physician yet, but <laughs> um, I have to, you know, take care of myself right. before I can take care of my my patients right. in the future. And, and yeah. before I, you know, I, I can't expect my future patients to, you know, take care of their their bodies and their mental health and their diet and their nutrition without me personally doing the same thing i would just feel like a hypocrite right i mean you can you can kind of apply that to anything but i mean now that you say that i i really like i never really thought about it but you know growing up when i was always going to get you know either like my flu shots or going to like the doctors to get like physicals or anything like that i start to really think about you know how I never really thought about, you know, the actual like physical state of a, of a doc, of the doctor that I was seeing and realizing Mm -hmm. that, you know, how are we taking advice from people who, you know, are, aren't really taking care of themselves. And you, you start to think, 
you know, why are we buying in and listening to someone who isn't, you know, they're, they aren't practicing what they're preaching. Right. And, and sorry, go ahead. I totally, I totally hear you. I, I've thought the same thing. Um, and, you know, since being in medical school, I have seen a whole new light of <laughs> like, <laughs> it's literally night and day, you know, right. um, it's, it's hard to explain, but I, I hear what you're saying mm -hmm. and I, and I, I would I, agree. Yeah. I know. And I know, I know a lot of it isn't like, you know, you can't really blame the people like, like everybody, you know, you know, some, mm -hmm. uh, you can argue that a lot, a lot of it's genetics and stuff like that. And there are some things like you can't help and there are, you know, traits that are carried through from generations or there are, there are even like learned behaviors that, you know, you get from parents and, you know, all that stuff. But <clears throat> I mean, really at the end of the day, when you look at it, I think according to like the CDC, um, I think a little over like 40% of people in the United States are in some way like obese. And that kind yeah. of that kind of just really puts a huge perspective that, you know, four four in ten people that you come across in the US are gonna be overweight in some way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's, that's a huge red flag. It's it's a major red flag. And you know, we wonder why we're seeing, you know, this crazy level of obesity and this crazy level of, you know, insulin resistance and diabetes and mm -hmm. You know, if you look at the food we're eating and you look at the American health system, I guess, food system, mm -hmm. it doesn't really, I mean, it checks out, but yeah. it, there's, there's no reason for people to be confused when we're eating the foods that we're eating yeah. here in the U S well, that, and I mean, a lot of that has to do with, you know, the, the, the food system really thinking about money instead of actually thinking about, you know, the, the health and wellness of, of their customers. Exactly. We you know, we're greedy people, that is for sure. And I think people like to take advantage of others. And it, it definitely shows in within the food system. And so I think part of, you know, my my own personal mission in, in becoming a physician is to educate people. I think patient education is a huge portion of, you know, going to see your doctor. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, if I can teach people, you know, hey, look for this on your food labels or, you know, even just how to read a food label or, you know, right. encourage them to like just get outside or go for a walk or, you know, anything to just, you know, promote that. I think, you know, my job will be well done. Yeah. So I, it sounds like a lot a lot of what you aspire is more to be on the like the preventative side instead of, you know, trying to trying to help someone recover i guess is kind of educating people so they know you know where like what direction they want to go in terms of their health that way they don't have to end up um you know coming to you being like you know uh, i'm not healthy i don't know what to do about it and i'm kind of at this point you know more preventative yeah um i i obviously want would want to like catch anything early and advanced as you know any mm -hmm. physician would want that right. um but i'm also not opposed to helping you know patients who are you know in right you know suffering from diabetes or you know struggling with their weight um you know i i am i think that that's something i'm really passionate about 
Um, and I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to specialize in yet. You know, I feel like I can apply this, this kind of preventative um, overall health and mm-hmm. wellness side of medicine into, into any specialty. Oh yeah. So um, I guess we'll see. I don't know. I have quite a few years before that has <laughs> to be decided. Now, so when, <clears throat> when, we, when we start to think about, you know, like obesity and and taking care of yourself physically, whether that's, you know, trying to find a good balance between what you're eating and what you're doing, um, whether it's like working out or just like staying active and stuff like that. Um, all of that stuff ties into, um, at the end of the day, what, what your, what your mental health is going to be, because, you know, you, you get those people, you know, they want to look at them at themselves in the mirror and all of a sudden that, you know, you're, you're, you are your worst critic and you start beating yourself up. And that takes a toll on your mental health, especially. So that's kind of how it ties into um, how your physical health is going to affect your mental health. But then at the same time, you start thinking about like the cognitive effects of it is, you know, as maybe as you, you start, you know, not being as healthy physically, it starts to take a toll on maybe like, I don't know, um, like the cognitive functions. I don't know, like um, it can take effect on breathing. It can, it can take effect on like, um, your reactions, anything like that, maybe thought processing. I don't know if, if you know if there's any like type of connection between all of that stuff too. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to give any like improper science here because I don't know all the details, but mm-hmm. I do know that um, your gut health is, is linked to your mental health. Um, and so when we're eating the foods that are, that are toxic to our bodies, really, um, that can play a huge role in, in your mental health and Mm -hmm. development of depression and anxiety. And, um, yeah, I, I would love to, you know, come back on and and give you some more details on that for sure in the future. So I will, once, once you got that MD and like, you can, (laughs) I can, I can quote you and use you as a viable source. I will definitely do that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but um, let let's talk a little bit more about like the mental health side of this stuff. Um, is there is there like uh any like rough like mental struggles that you ever faced when you were like growing up that kind of shaped into you wanting to really pursue this this type of field of you know educating people on on wellness and health and you know what they should be putting into their bodies. Um, yeah, I think, I think there are kind of two pivotal points in my life that really kind of solidified, mm-hmm. you know, pursuing medicine. Um, I would say growing up, I was, I, I grew up in a great family. Um, I love my parents and my siblings, um, had, you know, great friends and, you know, I didn't really understand what mental health was I don't think Mm -hmm. (laughs) that wasn't something we talked about in school or even really with my family it was kind of a hush-hush thing right um and you know it wasn't until I guess my senior year of high school going into college that um some people around me were really really struggling with their own um mental health and I'll be honest like I also kind of struggled with that, like relationships and, and understanding how, you know, mental health plays into those relationships is huge. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and for me, because I, at that point had not, you know, I just really didn't know what, what mental health was and, and how it, it displays in, um, you know, certain people. And I was just so confused and my relationships with those people were really strained. Um, and I think that that's like a kind of a perspective that I can kind of bring to the team here, I guess, because, um, you know, just having that perspective of, of standing from the outside and trying to be a support system for those who are, are suffering with, with their own mental health. And, you know, I, that was something I had to navigate with, like, how, how do I support these people that I love who are really struggling right now? Mm -hmm. You know, how, how do I show them that I love them and I care for them in a way that is sensitive to, you know, what they're going through? Right. And, you know, the other, you know, learning curve was not everyone wants you to treat um, their what they're going through the same. Mm -hmm. You know, I I have people who, you know, have told me, you know, I don't want you to even acknowledge it. I want you to pretend like it doesn't exist. I want you to just like, don't even let's not talk about it. Mm -hmm. And then I have other people who are like, yeah, I need you to help me get out of my head. I need you to, you know, take me to the gym or like, let's go get dinner and talk about things. Mm -hmm. So it's really, you know, just trying to navigate how to support those around you um, and, and, you know, taking care of their, their mental health. Yeah. Um, That's, it's, it's a really big question that I feel like not a lot of people really have answers to is, is how, how do you, how do you address that with people? Because mental health, is is a sensitive topic to a lot of people at least their own mental health you know anyone we can sit here and talk about you know what mental health is in general but i mean when you get someone one-on-one um and you really try and talk about their own mental health it it becomes a really sensitive topic and it's it's a it is a battle to try and really find a way to really get someone to even want to open up to even talk about it um, without, you know, trying to be forceful or without, you know, trying to be, cause like, like you said, everyone, everyone's different and everyone has to deal with it in a different way. They all have their own things, you know, it's a product of their environment, um, up to maybe how they process things. And that's a challenge. And even then when, even if, if you, if you don't even have, you know, those struggles, um, of mental health yourself, having that around you and not knowing how to how to help people when you want to, or even how to help people deal with it, that can end up taking a pretty big toll on your own mental health too, because then, you know, you kind of feel helpless when you don't know you're not educated enough to be able to make a difference because you know you want to, because you care about those people. Absolutely. I cannot tell you the amount of times that I have just felt completely at a loss. Like I just feeling so helpless. Like mm-hmm. I could literally not do anything. I didn't know, you know, what steps I needed to take. And I didn't know how to be supportive or how to, you know, just, I don't, I, it, it was just, that was a hard time. Mm-hmm. I will be honest. And I, I think for anyone who is kind of going through that situation, I would just recommend be patient and be kind to yourself um, and to those who you love that may be struggling. Um, 
but also you know don't like don't be afraid to have those conversations like it's important to be sensitive but it's also important to address um those kinds of things if you're seeing red flags Mm -hmm. Um, yeah i think i think if i think i addressed this in an earlier episode but i think it was around i think 20 something percent of adolescents in the u.s i think struggle with some type of mental health i think the number might even be higher if i remember correctly but mm-hmm. um yeah it, it, it's it's a it's such a real struggle because I, even even if you think like you don't you know you could really think about it and probably not realize that that there's a whole lot that there's not a whole lot of like you know mental health struggle around you but if if you're if you're in school, whether it's high school, whether it's college, whether it's, you know, grad school, um, and you're, and you don't really see that like mental health struggle around you, or you, you're not seeing people struggling like that. Um, mm-hmm. I honestly don't think that you're, that you're paying enough attention to the people around you, the people that you care about, because in, in some way or form, I think everyone struggles, especially during that time period where, you know, they have to figure out know what what they're going to do for the rest of their life they have to you know figure out who they are especially and that that's probably the biggest thing um that can lead people to that struggle is is they have to try and figure out who they are and and from like other people especially you know you have so many people trying to tell tell you what to do you know what you should do what you and then it just kind of bundles everything and just hits you all at once yeah i think I think kids these days have a a huge amount of pressure on them mm-hmm. to act and perform a certain way. Um, and I think that that is kind of where my own, you know, mental health has, has suffered in the past. Um, you know, I, the pre-med world is not friendly <laughs> at all. Sure. I will be honest. <laughs> it is cutthroat and it is I will sacrifice you before, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll sacrifice everyone else so that I can get in to med school and become a doctor. That's like the attitude. Right. And so I think, you know, that like cutthroat atmosphere is incredibly toxic. Um, and, you know, I've really struggled with like this idea of, of perfectionism mm-hmm. um, and thinking that, you know, I have to be perfect in order to get into med school. Like I have to get straight A's. I have to do really well in the MCAT. I have to be involved in all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can really kind of relate to, you know, the kids who are feeling that you know, external pressure or maybe it's even internal pressure. I know that's how it was for me um, just to, to perform a certain way um, in society. Mm-hmm. Now, um, if, if you don't mind talk, do you want to talk about kind of like, um, all the, all the, all the obstacles and all like, you know, the, the struggles that you had around you that really affected you when you were growing up and probably maybe even affected you just recently or, or are affecting you today. Um, what, what are some ways that you like learn to either cope with it or to, to help people? Like you said, you know, sometimes you just have to have that courage to, to have that conversation with someone or, or anything like that. Like what are, what are some things that you ended up learning from those experience 
that you can kind of apply now that kind of help you um, probably deal with those situations a little bit better? Yeah, I think when it comes to, um, you know, addressing mental health in, in your loved ones, it's really, really important to understand that the things that help you and the things that you do to cope with your own mental health are not always going to be the things that your loved ones um, need. Mm -hmm. So like for me, like, you know, taking a bath and relaxing and, um, you know, going to the gym are the things that help me um, in, in, you know, resetting myself and, you know, Mm -hmm. just making, you know, getting myself stable, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that's not going to work for everyone. You know, my, my bubble bath isn't going to be <laughs> the thing for, for Joe who, you know, maybe facing something a little bit more serious. Right. So I think it's, it's really important not to, I guess, one downplay, um, any sort of mental health in, in your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, to add to that, I think it's important just to listen and and to ask those people how how can I support you? What is the best way for me to um, show you that I'm here for you and to show you that I really really care about you and you know to show you that I'm here to walk with you in this in whatever way you need me to. Mm-hmm. And you got to be patient with those people too because even then like just because they're going through it doesn't mean that they have the answer to it because if they did they probably would have done it themselves so you you have to have that little bit of patience to be able to you know i i get you that you don't even understand exactly what you're going through but you know just having making sure that they have that awareness that they're not alone and that they don't have to go through it alone sometimes is enough for some people absolutely mental health is a journey mm-hmm. and it can take years it can take months you know, it, it takes time to heal. Um, and, and if you have a lot of past trauma, like you have to be patient with yourself and you have to, you know, help those people understand, or I guess just give them grace, Mm -hmm. I guess is what I'm trying to say. It can be a frustrating, um, time if, if you haven't, I guess, gone through mental health issues of your own, um, and, and you would never want to make them feel like a burden. And I think, um, at least from the people that I know, um, and have kind of gone through this together, their biggest thing is, is they don't want to be a burden on you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the last thing that you want them to ever believe. Right. I, I remember telling, um, I won't, I won't say who it is, but telling, someone who was really close to me. Um, you're more of a burden when you try not to be a burden, right. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and I think that really helped her kind of understand my own perspective um, and just understanding that, you know, I love her mm-hmm. and I'm here for her and I'm here in, in any way she needs. So, you know, there's, there's no reason to, to need to run, um, from it, but 
you know, if you, if you need to, if you feel like you need to run, then I'll be waiting here. So mm-hmm. come when you're ready kind of right. thing. Yeah. And it's really important to, to not, not be forceful and be like, and just try to get them to open up at yeah. your own accord instead of theirs. Cause that, that, that just closes them down so much faster and mm-hmm. it, it's a negative process. Yeah. It's yeah. That's the biggest thing is just, just be patient. Mm-hmm. There's no need to be forceful. And like I said, like everyone's going to cope with it differently. So, you know, maybe you cope with your trauma by, you know, talking to someone, others, maybe it's listening to music or going right. to the gym, just mm-hmm. be supportive and, yep. and understand that. Yep. And, and I think it's also important to address that, you know, ev- everyone has their own like coping mechanisms like you said you like to work out or something like that i think in the last episode with maria i i talked about how i like to go you know play soccer or just be active and things like that um and it, it's really it's really important to address to make sure that you know whatever you're doing whatever it is just make sure that it's it's a type of therapy for you and it's not really a distraction because the last thing you really want to do is you know bury that or sweep it under the carpet and then mm-hmm. just have it, have it come back and manifest into something bigger that it, that can be avoided. Yeah, and I think you know early intervention is is really key in those situations. You know, mm-hmm. um, going back to the whole preventative health thing, like going to see a counselor is not a bad thing. Mm-mm. Like, I I know personally, I'm going to see my counselor tomorrow. Like. I, I can't recommend it more, mm-hmm. um, to just, you know, get, get in and, and see someone. If you feel like you're kind of on the verge of, of, of feeling like you're spiraling, right. um, you know, yeah. and the, sometimes, the, the, sorry, go ahead. No, my, my bad. My bad. Go on. Um, sometimes, you know, playing sports is great, but you know, it may not, might not be enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just have to be able to to draw that line for yourself. Right. I, and what, what's good about like the education system, I guess, more importantly in college, is that a lot of colleges, I think everyone, I, I haven't been to every college, so I don't know if I can say for sure, but a majority of colleges, they offer free counseling for their students. I know, I know at my university, I think it was... Um, up to five free sessions with with like the the school like therapist so you could you know email email them and just make an appointment and you were covered you were covered for like five 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 like one hour sessions which was beautiful i think i ended up using four of them yeah i know um there are so many resources that are available to available to you um when you're in college I know you and Jackson kind of spoke on that, but mm-hmm. the the counseling is definitely a big one for sure. I <laughs> I regret not using it in undergrad, um, but now my program actually has um, someone specifically for uh, the med students, and, and and so that's been really really great. Right. Um, okay. So, was I had a question before. A little bit before, and I think I might have lost it already. Um, oh, um, okay. So we we were talking about, you know, your coping mechanisms and finding kind of like your therapy, and all of this way, all of this way to kind of just help you. Um, it, do you have any like tips on 
kind of being a little more aware of your own mental health? Like what, like, would you be able to give us maybe like a couple signs that, you know, if you notice this about yourself, that maybe you can just have that thought of, you know, maybe I should just go talk to someone and just see what it's about. Cause even, even if you don't have a problem yet, like you said, doing the preventive action, um, and just going and having just a conversation with a therapist and just talking about your day, you, I, you, I think you can learn a lot about yourself, but what, what are some, some like signs that someone can have for themselves? Oh boy, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I guess I can just, I can really only speak on, you know, what I, what I've seen in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for myself, I'm, I'm a very anxious person. Um, and I think you'll, you'd find that in a lot of type A um, people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I also have a tendency to put a lot more on my plate than I know that I can handle. Um, and so I think when it comes to that, like, I really have to be cognizant of like, am I feeling really overwhelmed? And am I unable to control that feeling of being over overwhelmed? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you get overwhelmed during the day and you go through the motions kind of thing. And, you know, come the end of the night, you can kind of, you know, at least for myself, I can usually calm down those, those worries. Um, but you know, when I notice that I can't do that myself, I think that's a red flag um, right. and something to, to, you know, maybe reflect on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, what, what I've used as, you know, a coping mechanism as well is, is journaling. Um, just getting my thoughts out on paper helps me understand myself better, I would say. Right. Um, so, so for those who maybe don't have access to, you know, um, clinical mental health care or, you know, a counselor, I, I would, I would recommend journaling, um, get to know yourself a little better. Um, and, and just, you know, use that reflection process. Um, I guess, as a way to cope with mm-hmm. those, you know, the things that you're going through. Um, I know I also kind of mentioned that, that I struggle with um, comparison and, and perfectionism. Um, <laughs> med school is a whole new beast, I will <laughs> say. Um, there are a lot of smart people. <laughs> um, and I, you know, it, it's tough not to compare yourself to you know those who are around you and and now I'm I'm with people who you know are the cream of the crop like they are um outstanding students and just human beings in general and so you know I think that's another um maybe a, a red flag or just something to to remind myself of like you don't have to compare yourself like you you can be yourself um, and you, br- you bring something unique to the table mm-hmm. and so does everyone else. So right. there's no reason to compare. Yeah. And, and being yourself and letting yourself be the person that, you know, you want to um, eventually leads you towards like-minded people. So then you, you find, you know, the people that you need around you that you need in your life by being that person that you need to be. Cause when you, when you try, you know, when you fall into that like comparison and that like perfectionist um, 
you might end up in the wrong crowd that you don't need to be with. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's the biggest thing is like, you have to be yourself and pursue the things that make you happy. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was, that, that, that's a big thing, especially for getting into any sort of professional school. Like, right. Schools want to see that you're pursuing things that mean something to you. They don't want to see that you're just checking things off the list. Uh Um, And I think that that's like kind of a rule of life too. Like don't just check things off the box because like it's another thing that you need to get done. Mm -hmm. Like pursue the things that mean something to you. Pursue the things that, you know, are of value to you and that, that you want to make, um, better in the world i guess mm-hmm. oh yeah absolutely um like you'll get lost if you if oh. you're just trying to you know be like others or check yeah. things you'll, you'll end you'll end up you know blinking all of a sudden you're you don't really know who you are anymore absolutely and you kind of have to you know start that process all over again or at least or probably end up going the same you know not changing anything and then before you know it you're you're struggling with that mental health aspect again. Mm-hmm. It's, it can be a cycle yeah. and you know, that's why it's so important to that we acknowledge it. And I think my power is doing a great job in like starting mm-hmm. that conversation in, in early adolescence. Yep. I mean that that's part of the, the mind initiative right there is being able to have that active conversation to, to make people be aware at least kickstart you know a thought process of themselves or at least start being aware of their environment so that maybe we can we can be one of those reasons why someone starts thinking about you know why is this person acting a certain way why am I acting a certain way and then what can I actually do about it and make a difference because it it doesn't have to be you know us or any other type of you know mental health organization that makes a difference it can be the people like that have nothing to do with it that, you know, maybe hear something here and there and they're the ones that make the difference, but it all stems from, you know, planting the seed in people's minds and having that education available for people to be able to do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's having these conversations and, um, is really what kind of gets the ball rolling, you know, Mm -hmm. us having this conversation and, you know, allowing others to listen to it, um, I, I think will, you know, get people to start thinking about their own mental health or, mm-hmm. or the mental health of, of their loved ones. And, you know, start that like process of, of thinking and reflecting and, you know, just, yeah, I, the conversation is needed. And I'm, I'm really happy that we were able to do that today. Yeah. And of course, um, you can, there's so many like outlets to be able to to find information or to do anything about just trying to make a difference, whether you you need it for yourself or you need to refer people. Like we said earlier, you know, if you're in school, um, at, if, even if you don't, if you don't think that there is there, there's some type of therapist or like counselor in your school, you just have to go look for them and you have to go find them. And I mean, I think any quick search on, on a school website, you could probably find, some type of connection to get into into that to be able to seek health. Um, so talking with healthcare professionals, um, I know there's there's a decent amount of like um, mental health education classes that you can take because even 
you know, if, if someone finds himself in the same situation as you, where, you know, maybe at first you don't struggle with it yourself, but you see it around you, you know, you can adequately prepare yourself and give you the right, you know, tools and, and, and education to be able to help someone else. That way you don't end up in that, in that like middle ground where, you know, you want to try and, and help, you know, the people you care about, but you can't. Um, and so educating, yeah. educating yourself with programs, with classes online, um, maybe classes, you know, in, in like at the school, um, can be, can be amazing as well. And then at the same time, um, there's always like, uh, I think like the suicide prevention hotline as well. So you always have someone to talk to. I think that number is, uh, 800, um, 273-8255. And so there, yeah. there's, there's a lot of outlets to be able to seek help or to seek information or just even have someone to talk to. Um, and even, even the people around you, I know that if, if you really, if you really, really get down to it and you sit them down and you tell them, you know, like, you know, I want to talk about this, um, more than likely if if you're surrounded by the right people, you, you should be able to, they should care about you enough to want to have that conversation with you. Yeah, absolutely. There, there are so many resources. It's just, you know, making I don't, I don't doubt that people believe that it's an important topic. Um, Mm -hmm. but I also feel like it, it is like, it is kind of becoming mainstream. Um, and you know, people say like, oh yeah, mental health matters, but then they don't do anything about it. Right. Right. Like there's no action being taken. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it's one thing to like, say, oh, like, yeah, take care of your mental health. Um, but you know, it's a no, a whole nother thing to like, actually dive in and have those conversations and educate yourself on what that means right 100 i i couldn't agree more i've i've never i've never really at least from my own perspective have dealt with it myself but i've seen a lot of people around me deal with it um at least at least it was more visible i guess for them than for me but um being able to try and do something or be a part of something that can help people and make a difference, um, is, is huge. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a moral battle, um, to try and, and, and do that and do it in the right way, at least, because like we said in the beginning, everybody probably needs a different approach. Not, not everyone can be approached the same way to address those, those questions and those challenges. Yeah. You can't just, you can't just group everyone together. Um, and, you know, self-care is something that is so different for, for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's really important not to get stuck in your own ways and stuck or, or hyper-focused on the things that, that make your life easier or that you do to, you know, help yourself. Right. Um, and, and don't reflect those on, onto those around you. Mm-hmm. Um, you really just have to be cognizant of that. Yep. And I know, so I know we're, we're, we're winding down on time here. Um, I think for me, kind of the biggest takeaway and I, this, for, this is the biggest takeaway for me because it, it's not something that I have ever really dealt with internally, but I have have to, I've had to deal with externally. Um, so for me, like my biggest takeaway is what you had said earlier is, you know, you got to try and lead by example. You know, if, if you don't know how to help 
those people around you, one of the best ways you can help them is helping yourself and making sure that, you know, you're at your best physically, you're at your best mentally so that you can lead by example and you can let those people around you know, um, you know, like it, it's possible, you know, if I can do it, you can do it. And I'm more than willing to show you how. Um, but at the same time, it's, you know, how how are you going to try and and preach to someone that they should be you know, mentally stable when you're not yourself? And so trying mm-hmm. to trying to be that example of what you want for other people is is vital. And for me, that's that's the biggest takeaway from this today. Yeah, yeah, I I would definitely agree. Like, if anything, just, you know, show them that you care by leading by example, mm-hmm. um, you know, and hopefully they'll, they'll see you doing, you know, whatever it is you're doing and they'll come to you and say, Hey, like, I, I want to, you know, do that. Or can you help me? Right. You know, ho- hopefully that's the case. It may not be, but you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's one step at a time. Right. So you can't take care of others if you're not taking care of yourself. Mm-mm. 100%. Um, Sam, real quick before before we um, hit hit the bell on this one, do you have any like uh, last tips, last last things you want to say, anything to offer to our listeners? Yeah, I think my biggest tip, and I think it's something that I am still learning and <laughs> struggling with myself, um, is don't be afraid to make mistakes. Um, mistakes are what we learn from it's how we mm-hmm. learn best um and that's something that i am still learning how to do um and so i think that's that's just the biggest thing yeah don't be afraid <laughs> it's never a mistake if you learn from it absolutely 100 percent. well sam um i appreciate you coming on with us uh today um i know you're busy with school and everything and also trying to help us here at mind power and we're forever grateful um you've been there since day one and and you're out here you know trying to make a difference trying to lead by example and and for me it shows and i think for a lot of people around you it also shows um the type of example that you want people to be um and that people should be and i i think i think that eventually this um it's really good to see that you're going to be applying you know what what you're studying all of this stuff into what you're passionate about and helping the people around you and more. So it, it, it's something to, to, to really be proud of from an objective view to see someone taking that initiative to try and make that difference and try and, like we said, help themselves to be able to help everyone else. So um, just want to thank you for doing what you're doing and, and going the direction you are for the better of, you know, of yourself and for people as well. So well, thank you so much. Yeah, no um, problem. Appreciate it. I'm happy to be on here and have some some female representation here Always. too. <laughs> yes. Um, um, so I think that that wraps up um, our entire board for Mind Power. I think you've met the entire team, at least for now. Um, we are always growing, and so hopefully, event. Um, I'm sure eventually you're going to meet more of us. But for right now, this is this is like the nitty gritty. Sam was the last one, and I think you've met all of us, me, uh, Chandler, Sam, Maria, Jackson. You've met us all, um, and so we're here to make that difference. Um, As we start wrapping up um, season one, 
And then we start preparing season two with even bigger guests to have more insight and more um, specify, you know, topics and fields. But um, this is our team. Um, I hope you guys <clears throat> like, you know, what, who, who we are behind this mind power thing. Um, but until the next time, guys, um, I'm Angel Clemente. Sam here with me. We're just signing off real quick. And we will talk to you guys on the next episode. You guys have a great and wonderful day. Thank you, guys. Yeah.